This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith and joining me for this live show reacting to Ipswich's frustrating nil-nil draw with Cheltenham is Seb Brown. Disappointing one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Frustrating is the, the correct term that you've used. I thought we were really, really good. I don't know we'll come on to the game, but I thought really, really good first half. And then as the second half went on, it kind of petered away from us a little bit, didn't it? So given how a couple of the results went went tonight, I guess that is a, a frustrating one and very much a case of two points dropped. Yeah, two points dropped indeed, especially as the other results. Yeah, frustrating, isn't it? You know, at one point, Oxford were dropping points as well. And, you know, it would have been a lovely night. We could have been two points off the playoffs. But such is life, you know, these things these things happen. If we go to Morecambe on Saturday and put in a decent performance and get three points, it's still a, a decent three-game week, isn't it? Indeed it was. And, yeah, as this is a, a live reaction show, please do get your questions in, as Charlie D did there. Um, he says, how utterly frustrating. I'm baffled as to how we didn't score. Surely we bring a new striker in in the summer. Yeah, it was the missed chances in the first half, wasn't it, Seb? Like, no golden opportunities. And in, and actually, in the second half, it was that, probably Cheltenham that had the best chance, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, the first half, the very early on for Burns was the one, wasn't it? You know, if that goes in, it's a completely different game. I guess he's just leaning back and he, he blazes it over, which is unfortunate because the one person you probably want running onto that in that position in the form that he's in would be him, but he, he leans back. Chaplin had the header, didn't he? The diving header, which was a good save by the keeper and Selena sort of put one narrowly narrowly over. So yeah, the, the chances were there, but yeah, in the second half, they, they certainly had the better of them. Indeed. Yeah, Chris Randas here. Any any idea why we're looking so like why we're lacking confidence in front of goal? Do you think maybe it is the, the rotation at the top end of the pitch? 
Maybe, and I guess, you know, Jackson was so, so good, wasn't he, on the weekend, and he had Piggott alongside him as maybe sort of a bit of the, the focal point, and he was able to, to run the channels a bit more, and Piggott was creating space for him. I think tonight, when you've got Jackson as that, that focal top option, and you've got Selena and, and Chaplin in behind him, very, very good technical players, but he's kind of leading the line on his own, and we've kind of seen that's not really his game, is it? He needs that, that bit of support. And I, I was quite surprised when Bond came on for him. I kind of thought they'd take off one of Selena or Chaplin, in and, and Jackson might go slightly out to the wing and start running the channels and put somebody through the middle. But for whatever reason, you know, I, I guess Chaplin, no, sorry, yeah, Bond's obviously out of form, Piggott struggling. I guess Jackson was probably knackered when he got to the hour mark because he's not really played much recently, has he? And obviously, for whatever reason, Nord was not on the bench. So it is what it is. You know, it's a frustrating night. It's, a, it's definitely two points dropped. But, you know, we, we, we've got some decent momentum and it's important we keep that going at the weekend now. Absolutely. And just, just taking a look at that, that Ipswich team, no no massive surprises was there although obviously lee evans was missing after the knock that he took on on saturday tom carroll came in um selena and chaplin i think a lot of us were expecting them to come back in that that formation's all wrong isn't it because it was, it was very much <laughs> selena and chaplin playing in behind jackson wasn't it yeah i mean i was i was a bit surprised it wasn't back into the start because carroll's not made the bench i don't think in the last couple of games i thought, I thought no. backington might come in and do the the deeper lying role to allow morsey sort of you know room to get forwards and stuff but but carroll came in i thought he was okay first half but you know he's a bit weak in the second half and he seemed to he seemed to struggle a bit as the pace of the game went on and i think we were expecting you know jackson also was going to keep his place and Selena and, and Chaplin come back in and you've got two excellent technical players which was kind of showing in our first half performance wasn't it because we were keeping the ball really nicely pinging it around really really nicely and um, and, and, and yeah unfortunately we couldn't get the, the, the opening goal Indeed and just a quick look at the Cheltenham team it was very much a five at the back wasn't it 5-3-2 they drew five all on on Saturday so you know when that when that happens you you expect you expect the team to come out and be ultra defensive and they didn't really make, they didn't take many risks going forward, did they, in the first half? But they did allow us plenty of opportunities as well. It was a strange one. It was, wasn't it? They seemed to be happy just to sit back and let us have the ball and ping it around. I've, I've not seen any heat maps, but Christ, the heat map for the first half must be pretty much us. Certainly the first half an hour of the of the game must be us totally in their half. You know, we were knocking it around really nicely and they were just happy to sit back, weren't they? They, they couldn't really get out. Our press was, was really superb in that first half. We were pressing high, weren't we? Winning the ball back, winning the second balls. And they, they seemed happy to, to let us sort of crack on and, and get on with it, which is, which is strange. Yeah, it was strange. And yeah, just, just going to talk through some of those chances that, that happened in the first half. J- jump in if you think I've miss, missed any, Seb. But the fifth minute was what turned out to be the best opportunity for Ipswich of the game with Burns after an excellent run from Selena, clips it to the back post and Burns fires over from close range. Not an easy chance, but but, but a very good chance all the same. Um, good counter-attack in the 12th minute. Lovely play from... Um, Thompson and Selena, who then skips past a couple of players for firing over. We really controlled the first first 25 minutes. Chaplin had a good low header saved. Um, it was just sort of wave after wave of attack at this point. It was, point. Then. You, you kind of thought the goal is naturally going to come here because we were so dominant playing so well. And the chances were, were decent quality. You know, the Chaplin diving header was a decent quality chance, but it was a, a really good save by the keeper, wasn't it? It was. And yeah, Michael Warner's right. None of our strikers could stay cold when they had the chance tonight. And there was a few as well, just a, a, a few crosses that just didn't quite find the mark. There was a good one from 
well, maybe not a good one, but a dangerous run, one from Jackson that he flashed across the box, which I think it was um, Chaplin sort of threw himself towards. Um, yeah. He's what it's on a, a couple of a couple of inches taller, and you know somebody's going to get on the end of that. That's what that was the first time Jackson did it really in the game, wasn't it? He got to sort of a wide position and put one of those dangerous balls across. We'll come on to it. He did one in the second half as well, where he plays it right along the sort of along the almost in line with the penalty spot, isn't it? But unfortunately, when he's the the focal point, nobody else is really in there to get on the end of it. Unfortunately. Hmm. And just talking about other results, Sunderland are still playing Seb, and they are losing. Thank you very much, Neil Johnson. Thanks everyone for for getting those in. We'll have to. You'll have to keep us updated on that one, Neil, as we go. I don't know if it makes it... Yeah, it does make it more frustrating, doesn't it? But it's also, it also yeah, keeps we... keeps us in it, doesn't it? And it doesn't. Um, These teams are all going to start playing each other pretty soon, aren't they? I was, I was bored in work today, so I was looking at the run-ins for all of the, you know, the ones that are going for sort of fourth downwards and everyone is playing each other, it seems, in April. So there's going to be lots of opportunities for, for, for drop points. So it'll be like this one. It will get a game week where we're high as a kite and we're two points off it and then we might get a frustrating night like tonight where we're further away and it's just how it's going to be for the next six weeks or so. Indeed. James Ruddock was at the game. He's he's already tuned in. Um, hello, James, in the car park. Should have killed the game off in the first half, but the positive is another clean sheet. And yeah, haven't really mentioned that, Seb. Wasn't maybe as assured at the back as, as it was on Saturday, but it, Cheltenham will get to that, but they very nearly nicked it. But how important is that? And how many hours is it now since we last conceded a goal? Uh, yeah, it must be. It must be the um, Sheffield Wednesday away game was the last time we conceded, wasn't it? So that yeah, must be decent, coming. Decent yeah, run. I can't think top of my head how, how many minutes or how many games it is, but yeah, it's a really, really superb, superb run. Don't they say you know defenses win your win your titles and stuff? So building from the back is always a good thing. But we know what the back line is going to be these days. It's so consistent, and they're all playing well, aren't they? I know tonight, like you said, was a little bit more chaotic than normal, but um, but all in all, they've, they've played really well at the back. Absolutely. And- just getting on to the the end of the end of the first half, Wolfenden had a header over from a Chaplin corner. We had a lot of corners tonight, didn't we? And didn't really get quality balls into the box enough, did we? That that was a good one from Chaplin, but they were too few and far between. It was a nice technique, wasn't it, from Wolfenden? Sort of the 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 running and the over the shoulder kind of header. I thought he was unlucky with that one. Mm. And I'll carry on with the chances in the second half. There, were, there wasn't many really, was there? Um, there was Selena with a free kick, which evaded Edmondson on 65. That was great Maybe delivery, what... that one, wasn't it? That was really, yeah. really good delivery, pinged in. I thought Chapman was going to take it, and he did the dummy, didn't he? And then Selena really puts it into that, what's the term? The corridor of uncertainty. Corridor of he uncertainty. really whips it in, and Edmondson must be inches away from getting a foot on that. Yeah, and we saw the, saw the turn of um, Kane Vincent Young tonight, didn't we, Seb? That was, a, that was an interesting one, a little bit out of the blue. It was, yeah. I was surprised when this is a double change coming on. I kind of assumed he might be either Backinson to replace Carroll and one of either Piggott or Bond to go up top. But yeah, when I, I thought Thompson did all right first half. You know, I didn't think... I guess Vincent Young probably offers you a bit more going forward. Um, and he showed that with that one where he sort of beat his man in the second half and put a left-wing, uh, a left-footed cross in. But but I didn't think uh, Thompson was doing badly. But, but good to see Vincent Young come in. Absolutely. Bond came on at, at that stage as well. Didn't didn't really make much of an impact. What did he make of the final substitution there, Seb? Because it's a little bit un-McKenna-like, wasn't it, that we just sort of threw another striker on? Because we, yeah, go we, for it, off, we brought off Carroll at that stage. He was, yeah. he was struggling. But rather than bringing on Luco, he goes for Piggott. And, th- and this is, we are the experts after the event now, because... 
we've seen what happened. Piggott really struggles to get involved. And then when when the chance came his way, he sort of stumbled, didn't he? Yeah, unfortunately. So, I mean, I guess it's just that, that you know, they, the bench were probably as frustrated as we were and they thought there's a chance to potentially go and win this. So you naturally throw a striker on. It kind of disrupted things, didn't it? I mean, I thought when the changes came on was when we noticeably started to drop off a little bit. I guess mm. when Pigger came on, you had, was it Chaplin sort of went deeper, Morsey then sat just as the, the midfield sitter to protect the the back three and things didn't really click, did they? I mean, Piggott had a couple of touches, but I guess you'll come on to the one where he he sort of gets in the way of Selena running onto a, a pullback across the box from Burns and it just didn't really work, the substitutions, to be honest. No, and do, you, do you think Luco could have made a, made a difference? Yeah, I really like Luco. I think the lock. Yeah, I think he's superb. You know, some of the some of the through balls and the weight of his passing is absolutely superb. I guess if you're going to take off a central midfielder, he'd be the logical one to put into that central midfield spot. You know, you, you could have Morsey doing your, your your deeper protection work and have Aluko pulling those strings. But for whatever reason, he wanted to throw a striker on. Pickett did all right, didn't he, on Saturday with his link-up play? I guess he was unlucky to hit the post. So I guess, you know, in, in, in McKenna's thinking, he's probably thinking he can hold the ball up for us a little bit here and we can look to get runners in off and around him. But it, it just didn't work, did it? Yeah, he he just seems to be one of those players, Piggott, that he just, he just struggles when he comes off the bench. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, but he does seem to look a little bit more assured when he when he starts. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, a couple of times tonight, a couple of the touches didn't work and stuff. Whereas on Saturday, you know, he was taking a touch, dropping deep and linking it well. So that's a that's a really good shout. But also, he's he's barely played, has he? You know, I know he started mm. on Saturday, but he's going to be nowhere near nowhere near match fitness. And the more he plays, it's just starting to look like one of those one of those transfers that looks like it's not really going to work out. Which is frustrating because his record is so so good and he's got all the attributes. But you know, the more you sort of see it, you start to think to yourself, is this really going to work? Yeah, absolutely. Chris Horn. Says Piggott out, Simpson in. Yeah, I'm mean, scoring and confident, not snatching away, <laughs> snatching chances. If you're after a robust physical option to bring off the bench with what ten minutes to go, then yeah, I guess you could argue that Simpson is the the one to do it. We know he's got a a contract situation that needs to be resolved with the club, so I'm guessing until that's done, he's not going to be anywhere near the first team, is he? But hmm. he's played so well for the first half of the season at Swindon, and yeah, like I say, if you're looking to throw on a, a battering ram, so to speak, with a few minutes to go, uh, Simpson's pretty more suited to that than Piggott is. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it tells its own story though that Norwood was missing tonight, and and Simpson still didn't make the squad. I know he he did play for the under twenty threes yesterday, which yeah. which perhaps meant that he couldn't be on the bench today. I'm not sure, but, but yeah, also you're probably what, right. Probably is to do with the contract situation. And also, what would that do to somebody like Piggott's confidence? You know, if Piggott were to be left off the bench or Bonds left off the bench, and there's a is he 20, 21 years old, Tari Simpson, you know, that kind of players on the bench ahead of them is going to destroy their confidence as well, isn't it? So a bit of a balancing act, I think, for McKenna there as well with his, you know, this man management side of it as well. Mm-hmm. We will highlight the the plus points as well because it was it was a, it was a it was a decent performance wasn't it we, we've had some pretty shocking nil nils over the last say, yeah, the, few the years that, that one wasn't, what... <laughs> the amount of times last year after a live show we'd sit on here and think how are we going to talk for 40 minutes about what we've just seen on the pitch you know at least like you say yeah it was a decent performance we played well you know efforts on goal etc it's frustrating but it's, it's chalk and cheese compared to the last two years let's be honest and Morsey was was superb, wasn't he? You know, he's he's got to be. He can't be far away from a goal for a short. He had that one in the first half, didn't he? Where it looked like he got a slight nudge in the back. I think he exaggerated the four, which is you know he's never going to get that given. But he's he's making a a nice habit of those runs where he's ending up round about the penalty spot or the penalty area, isn't he? It can't be long now before he gets a goal for us. No, 
No, he, he doesn't have the best shooting technique, but but yeah, you get yourself get yourself the chances, then yeah, he's surely surely going to get a goal at some point, and then maybe two or three will, three will come. Rob saw it as we did, perhaps too good in the first half, and thought it would be easy in the second to get it. Yeah, I don't know. I I once we went in at nil nil at half time, I did wonder. I did think that the second half was going to be a battle, but I did did message Ips Rich of this. Um, Parish to say, gonna it's gonna be a one nil win. It's gonna end one nil. Alas, it it wasn't to be. But Rich has tuned in anyway and asked, "Do we miss Evans? Subs made no impact for me. Potentially, yeah. I mean, Carroll's a classy player. I think was it you that put it in the WhatsApp group saying he's so one footed. He is, isn't he? Mm. He can't do anything if it's not on his left foot. It yeah. was okay first half. You know, he looks he looks like a great player. He looks like he can ping a pass, but I just don't think you get the sort of the, the the time on the ball at this level like he might need if he was further up the further up the footballing pyramid. And and yeah, I guess we did miss Evans because you know he's got a, Evans got a decent range of pass, and he likes that big switch. Evans doesn't he? he likes to ping the balls out wide to get the likes of Burns involved in the game, and and, and that's not really really sort of what Carroll was doing tonight. And as the, as the game went on, I think Carroll sort of either he tired or, you know, he couldn't cope when Cheltenham stepped up a little bit. No, I'd have just uh, talked through the last 20 minutes or so, or so of the game. We were, we were pretty ragged, weren't we, at times in the last 20 minutes and Cheltenham looked just as likely as we did of, of finding a winner. Uh, Walton made a save from a cross shot on 75. Bon clears one off the line. Um, before volleying, volleying over himself at the other end. Possibly a suspicion of handball, because Bomb was sort of very much like looking around like this. That oh, I didn't notice that. The, one, the one where he cleared it off, I didn't notice that. Okay, yeah, fair po- enough. Yeah. Possibly, I might, I might be wrong. Um, that was when Piggott came on for Carroll. Chaplin fired over from a Vincent Young cross after a nice little step over. He's showing that he can do it on the left side as, as well as the right. And then um, Burns miss hit cross falls into the path of That's Higgins one, slash yeah. Selena. <laughs> He, he yeah, must have Padgis. been, I'm guessing Selena just didn't yell loud enough or, you know, Piggott can't hear him over the roar of the North Stand or whatever, but the the, the Cheltenham defender is down. So if Piggott does just dummy that and run over it, then Selena's simply running onto it. You know, the, the player's down on the pitch, surely with his ability, he's just going to side foot that into the bottom left corner of the goal, isn't he? But unfortunately for, for Piggott, yeah, he tries to take a touch. Then he obviously takes the touch, which is bad enough because he's messed up the chance for Selena running in and then he, he loses it straight away again to so not a uh, yeah not a great passenger play and frustrating because that was the moment when you thought right we finally got it. Burns in behind we've pinged a ball along the uh, along the area here we go and then yeah unfortunately that kind of summed up the performance didn't it yeah it did very much very much so very frustrating and actually it was Cheltenham that nearly scored in injury time golden chance ball to the back post and Andy Williams fired over from six yards. Was your heart in your mouth at that stage? Seth? It was, yeah. I saw the ball come in and I thought, well, Vincent Young sort of let his guy go a little bit here. He's quite close into the goal and thankfully he blazed over and obviously he then hurt himself and all the all the play acting was coming out the woodwork, wasn't it? And then Morsey gets involved and it all kicks off a little bit. I thought there... S-Housery started quite early on, didn't it? All the time wasting and stuff. And, mm. and you know, it just gets frustrating because it takes the takes the sting out of the game. And I was quite impressed. I thought the ref was decent. And I was glad when he ended up playing to nearly sort of eight minutes. You know, I thought when he gets to six minutes, the ref's going to blow up. And, you know, that's what you expect of these sort of League One level refs. But I, I thought the ref was decent. And I'm glad he held them to account. And he played the full the full amount of added time. But every time they went down, it was, it was hurting us, wasn't it? Because we could never get that rhythm going again afterwards. 
Indeed, and it's, it's good to get this sort of insight from pe- people that are at the game. Rob says Morsley gave Cheltenham coaching staff two barrels at full time <laughs> regarding the time wasting. Good lad, but it's a, li- it's a little bit pot calling the kettle black, isn't it? With Morsley complaining about S. Housery. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. He got involved in the one at the end, didn't he? And I was thinking, I'm sure I've seen you do this several times throughout the season, so you can't really go and have a go at somebody else doing the same thing. Yeah, and Padger says... Mr. Knight Badger says Cheltenham's players hated every second of that. I'm not sure about that. They'll be delighted with their point. That's definitely right. Yeah. First, first half, they probably well. hated it. They were penned in, weren't they? We were pressing yeah. really well. They probably thought this is going to go badly. But as the game went on, you know, I thought it was quite even for the last half an hour or so. Hmm. Michael Warner agrees with with Rich. Evans was missed tonight. Carroll played well in the first half, but his game does not open the game up so well. It's that big Just, switch you miss from Evans, isn't it? That big switch out wide to the to the wing backs that you, you don't get when somebody else is in the side. Mm. A little bit more love here for <laughs> for Sam Morsi. Yeah, drop this video a like if you like Sam Morsi. Um, <laughs> Gary Lovell says our possession and attacking power seems great. It's just getting those elusive goals. Yeah, can't can't disagree with that. Nope. Yeah, it's goal perfect, scoring perfect, a problem. Yeah. Do you think maybe the three goals that we scored against Burton did that did that cover that up a touch? Maybe I mean if you look at our our record, I think was it was it I think Joe said on one of the podcasts recently. If you take out the Doncaster and the two four nils away to the likes of Wickham and and uh, Portsmouth, our record isn't that amazing, is it? No. I, top of my head, I couldn't tell you how many goals with average per game. But if you take those those big big wins out of it, it's fairly average. And I guess we've got a multitude of strikers who we can't really make work at the moment. Hence the the constant rotation. He's sort of you know Jackson comes in the weekend, does really well, but then tonight it's not really his game leading the line. So you know if if, if we do stay down. Even if we go up, the summer will be very interesting from a goal-scoring point of view because McKenna will look to make change to that front line, I'm sure. Indeed. And we'll just quick, quickly look at the sofa score ratings. Any, anything stand out there for you? Tom Carroll, uh, 7.3. Sam Morsi, 6.9. Yeah, that's 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 very surprising. Is that the ratings for tonight or is that the ratings across the across the season? I'm not sure. I think I think we've been caught out by this one before. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> okay. they are the ratings for tonight because I'm not sure who's giving Tom Carroll 7.3 to be honest. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it was just a, a just a frustrating night. Hopefully Evans is back for the weekend and he'll slot back in alongside Morsi, won't he? Okay, and I'll just get up the stats. These ones will be just from tonight. 66% possession, 17 shots, 4 on target, 11 off target. It's a little bit worrying, and that sort of negates to what we're saying about the, the poor finishing. Yeah. He had 8 that, corners. That's frustrating, isn't it? 8 corners. Yeah, and two I big chances. A decent chance from any of them, to be honest. Part of the Wolf and the header in the first half, but apart from that, I couldn't remember too many too many decent options from corners. Mm. Eleven shots inside the box, though. That's that's a good stat. That suggests that the goals will hopefully come. Yeah. On Saturday, got to find some, yeah, find some consistency and find a you know a settled. We need the the consistency of the back three is a stark contrast to the front three. Isn't it? the front three changes every single game? The back three never ever changes. So you know he's clearly not found what he wants to work. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Piggott, Bon, and and Aluko, for example, were to come in on on the weekend. Yeah, and just talking about the weekend, Seb, you're you're treating yourself uh, to a trip to the seaside, aren't you? Going up to Morecambe. I am, yeah, I'm spoiled. I get Morecambe this weekend and I get Fleetwood the following weekend. So I know it's far too 
north for you to ever consider venturing even for me that's north um so now i get i get i'm very lucky to get two two back-to-back games i've got rich coming up i think it's his first northern away day since blackpool in 2020 i think uh craig's going up as well so i'm sure we'll all meet up and yeah looking forward to it and like i say if we follow up with a, a decent win at Morecambe, it's still a fine week, isn't it? You know, seven points from the three games is still fine. It keeps us over the the two points per game average. It, it just adds that little bit extra pressure now going into that game, I guess. This seems like a, a good time to to plug the pre-match show. You'll be joined by Ben, I believe. Yeah, I got Ben in the in the host chair holding my hand this week. So we're recording it on Thursday night. So that'll be out Friday. Come and join us for all things Morecambe related. Ben will make his uh, ITFC sliding doors debut. We haven't worked out which uh, which era we're going to do yet, but yep, he'll make his debut there and probably enjoy that feature because I'd imagine, given this week's result, Rich will be bidding that off in uh, uh, in, in about a week's time. So enjoy that feature, maybe <laughs> for one last time. Um, and yeah, we've got an ITFC women. Um, yeah, there's a women women's pre match on Thursday as well so yeah loads of blue monday activity this week um rich will be hosting that of course that's ahead of the massive game at home to southampton in the women's fa cup on on sunday i believe yeah sunday the um, gold star get yourselves down there yeah i think i heard that rich is doing a men and women's double down for he is yeah i think he's planning to leave he's staying at mine so i think he's planning to to head back early doors and and, and get back for the uh fa cup game that's a that's a big game isn't it especially with the mm. southampton league game looming on the horizon as well it's a big big game yeah and he'll also get to enjoy a tour of two of the best seaside resorts in the in the country in the <laughs> as he as he does it and then uh the flagship show you'll be You'll be on that as well, of course. Yeah, Hattrick, I think, this week. Yeah, Rich is hosting. I'm on it. And I think, I presume it's Craig, because Craig's going, I assume. Yeah, it might be Craig. Might might be might be Joe. We'll find out, won't we? But anyway, no, we're, back we're, to, well represented this back one, to this podcast. And yeah, have plenty of comments, it, uh, comments in. I'll just quickly jump into this one from James Elmy. Jackson needed a man in the box to cross to. We dominated the first half, but there was no one on the penalty spot. When Bon and Piggott came on, we resorted to crossing from from poor angles I think yeah maybe totally that was... yeah totally agree the one time Jackson gets in behind and pulls the ball across there was no one running onto it was there you know when when he's the focal point you, you miss that extra body getting into the box mm. Paul Isplu thought Cheltenham were as fit as us and up to frustrate yeah. and they were when they you know the the S house restarted relatively early and yeah it's it's, it's so frustrating because it does just take the sting out of every move Traffic can't have been too bad tonight unless Kirk was walking <laughs> home. Needed an early goal, yeah. Time time wasting from the twentieth minute. Yeah, that's that that's the beauty of the early goal that we that we got against Burton. Yeah, if the if the Burton's chance goes in after was it five minutes, if the, the Chaplin header goes in a few minutes later, it's a completely different game, isn't it? Because they would naturally have come out, they wouldn't have started all the all the messing around, play acting and, and, and tactics, and we'd have probably gone to win it at Cancer. It's it's one of those, isn't it? It's a frustrating evening. Hmm. One here for you, Seb. I'm not. I'm not sure if there was a formation change. Was there? There definitely seemed like a the, change the, in the tempo stepped up, and I think didn't mm. they push the fullbacks on a bit more? Burns seemed to be pushed back a lot more in the second half than he yeah, was in perhaps, the first half. Yeah, that was probably by design. That probably wasn't a particularly offensive decision. That was to try and get because Burns was just parked up in the final third, wasn't he? In the mm, first half, yeah. he looked. He looked like he was playing in his old position. Um, but yeah, perhaps it was the back three sort of. The back five becoming more of the back three. I think so, yeah. I think they, they started to push forward a bit more to try and retain a bit of a bit of possession. 
Michael Warner in the second half, fourth, he had a lot, on, lot of the ball, but the movement was not great. So he had to try too many long balls. That's probably right. He overhit a few as well, didn't he? He did, so yeah, made, the gra- made the ground and then clipped the balls like he was still in his penalty area. Yeah, frustrating. It just ran out, didn't it? And they could, they could see it out quite comfortably for a goal kick. Mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. And more on the strikers. Very true. Oh, yeah, yeah You've just seen that. Seen that yeah, already. very true. And the one bond, the one bomb put over. You know, you want him just to go, like you say, go cold, like Ian Wright. You say go completely cold mm-hmm. and hit the target, and he just blazes one over. Okay, well done. Lives on the waterfront. <laughs> Lucky man. Excellent. It must must be nice just being able to walk home. Um, if Sunderland and Wickham, Plymouth lose, sat and we <laughs> and we win, we're in the playoffs on goal difference. It's probably unlikely. There's still a long way to go. There is, in that they, Sunday yeah. game, apparently there was a medical emergency. Sadly, okay. hopefully everyone's all right up there. Chris yeah. mentioned, yeah, fifty-minute delay. So, but they are still losing. Are they okay? I mean, if they, you know, if they, if they keep dropping points the way they're doing. I mean, at one point they said it on the flagship, the guys, didn't they? At one point they were 13, 14 points ahead of us. I think with a game in hand as well. And you know, over the last two months, six weeks, we've slowly clawed it back. So we're totally going in the right direction. Other sides are doing their part and dropping points. It's just going to be a, we've still got a long way to go, haven't we? In reality, we're going to know in March, aren't we? After that double header of Oxford away and um, Plymouth at home, that's when we're really going to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And we've got Portsmouth at home as well. Yes. In that. Yeah. yeah. Obviously Portsmouth probably not in, not in the playoff race anymore, but still a, a, a tricky tie that one. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess we've got Easter weekend. It's Rotherham and, and Wigan back to back, isn't it? If we assume they're gone and they are going to be the top two, it's important that we, you know, we put in decent performances and look to certainly beat Wigan at home. And if we can put in a good performance and get a point away at Rotherham, and if that's a follow up to decent performances at Oxford away and Plymouth away, then, you know, we'll see what will be. And then in theory with Shrewsbury, Crew, Charlton in a bit of a bit of bad form, hopefully we can uh, we can sneak in there. 
What's your gut feeling telling you at the moment? Do you still do you still think it'll be Plymouth that drops out? Of all the and sides, Wickham? of all the sides, I think it'll be Plymouth because their running is horrendous. I was looking at it today, mm. and I think in April they're playing MK Dons, Sunderland, which might not be as difficult as it once seemed. Uh, I think they're playing Rotherham, so I think they've got a really, really tough run in, and and I would think naturally. But but then if you also look at Sunderland and Wickham, they're almost in free fall, aren't they? You know, they're they're really, really doing badly. So so I think MK Dons and Oxford will will get into the playoffs certainly, and I think it's a shootout between the likes of us, Wickham, Sunderland. Mustn't forget Sheffield Wednesday; they've got two games in hand on us now because their game didn't go ahead again tonight uh it's, it's a shootout for those last couple of spaces isn't it yeah def- definitely looks that way guy Haseman, <laughs> i think this is tongue-in-cheek how do you guys get from portman road to broadcasting live so quickly uh well yeah seven i um both live considerable distance away from portman road wouldn't have got there tonight in time after work um seb's up in cheshire is that right chester they're just over the border in Wales, but yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good solid four and a half hours to uh, <laughs> uh, to Portman Road on a, on a Tuesday night, which just isn't doable, no. Yeah, I'd have been fighting my way up the the M25 and the A12, um, trying to find somewhere to park. I'm in Surrey, so a little bit more local, but yeah, would have been a would have been a tough one. Michael Warner, do you think the reason we rotate the front three is because McKenna can't find a goal scoring striker? I think he's probably he's is a little trying- bit of that. Yeah, he's trying everybody, isn't he? You know, Norwood was the one when he first came in because he scored a couple under McGreal. And then he's dropped out and Jackson's now come in and done okay. And Piggott every now and again gets a, a bit of a random start. And, you know, he's, he's, he's putting a Luco in and he's trying Selena and Chaplin and he's just trying to settle on something, isn't he? I guess he's hoping that something will suddenly click one 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 match and we've sort of got a, a settled side for the rest of the, the rest of the running. Indeed. Who, who would he go with on... On Saturday, I'm guessing so, a horrible northern, cold, miserable away day. You're going to want, I guess, a bit of physicality up front. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if if Piggott were to start. Um, I'd like to see a Luca come in because I just I just really like him. I think he's a really yeah. classy player. I like when he does the ball, his touch, his awareness, his composure is is superb. So I'd like those two. And then I guess you've got to give Jackson another chance with somebody like Piggott or Bon alongside him to run those channels and and make the kind of runs he was doing on on Saturday. But then you know it sounds mental to say that that means Chaplin and Selena will, will drop out. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? When you think of the talent of those two, but, but for me, I, I'd like a bit more physicality, I think against, against Morgan. If you were, if you were just, just carrying on this one, if you were going to start either Selena or Chaplin based on their performance tonight, which one? Based on tonight, um, I guess Chaplin had the better chances, but Selena was finding space really well in the first half and sort of dictating how things play. So you could, for me, you could you could toss a coin between them. I really like Chaplin because his first instinct is always positive, and it's to get a shot off, or you know, that's what he's always looking looking to do. So I like Chaplin a lot. So I might lean slightly more towards him given the the, the better numbers across the season so far. Do you? Can you shed any light on this? Have you heard anything, Seb? No, no idea whatsoever. I'm guessing McKenna will be asked about that in the post-match. Yeah, I guess he'll simply say what he like. He was similar with Piggott. Remember Piggott played against, was it Accrington? And then didn't make the bench for the next game. I think mm. McKenna will just come out. I don't think there'll be an issue in terms of in terms of fitness that we're unaware of. He might just say he can only have seven players on the bench. And tonight he decided to go with Bon, Aluko and, and, and Piggott. Yeah, that's true for Matthew. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think we'll find out exactly what McKenna wants. And obviously the fact that 
Piggott is the only one who's contracted past the summer, isn't he? We've got Jackson's option has been taken. Norwood has an option. Bond's on loan. So if he wants to have a bit of a clear out in the front lines and get his own people in, he can, he can look to do that. But I would agree. I wouldn't be... If you said to me now, on the first match of next season, Norwood, Bond, Jackson and Piggott have all left the club, I, I wouldn't be that surprised, would you? No, probably, probably wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, this, at this rate, probably... <laughs> the decision not to sign Bond, or if it was a decision that was made, it probably not looks looking so bad. That was it. Yeah, it looks better every week. I mean, is it one in eighteen appearances now? Nineteen appearances if you include sub sub games. So yeah, he's gone from being an absolute nailed on at the end of sort of October, November. Yeah, we must sign him to now that that looks pretty pretty decent that we didn't. And I guess we can keep our options open going into the summer and and I guess you know the, the form that he's in it might potentially make a summer deal much more feasible and much more realistic from a from a, a money point of view as well because if he'd have kept the rate he was going and was on 15 goals at, at the start of the January window you're going to be talking a million two million quid aren't you whereas now you can go back to Charlton if you want him in the summer you go back to Charlton and say okay he's played a full season 12 goals and he's probably more like a 500 600 thousand pound player isn't he mm. absolutely I'll just bring this one up from from Chris, while I quickly try and <laughs> clip up That's interesting. The, yeah, if Portland come back into table. it, that, that does make that game we've got against them in uh, it's early March, isn't it? March the, the 11th or something, is it? Um, that'll make that game really, really crucial because they dropped off it a little bit, didn't they? And suddenly they're 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 back amongst it now, which I guess you'd expect from you know uh, the, the, the the decent managers and decent a decent squad. You'd expect them to be in the mix, and they kind of dropped off after we battered them and it looks like they're on their way back up a little bit now and it's so tight it will it will change probably 30 40 times between between now and the end of the season won't it because sides are going to go on little runs sides are going to lose out it's going to be a the, a very interesting last couple of months of the season great job seb you're welcome <laughs> so here it is let me get rid of them <laughs> they're all up now So, yeah. yeah, so 47 points. So they're five points behind if they have that crucial three games in hand, don't they? These games in hand, when are they going to start getting played? It feels <laughs> yeah, like clubs know. have had games in hand forever. Although I, I noticed on the commentary that they said Lincoln in two weeks' time is our last midweek game of the season. So I'm guessing really? following that. Yeah, that's what they said. It's surprising because this time last year, I think we had one every single midweek for about three months. But they said, yeah, Lincoln is the last uh, the last um, league. Certainly, it might be a playoff game, but it's the last league uh, midweek game of the season. So I guess from that point, we might start to see some of these gaming hands finally get taken up. Indeed. Thanks for the heads up there, Chris. I didn't even realise that, that Portsmouth had won. Um, sticking with the questions, I'm getting so frustrated at the way teams waste time at this level. Their number four team is embarrassing. We need to get out of this awful division. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, we... Teams will come to Portman Road and and time waste and yeah you, you we we can't really complain we just need to get out of this awful division. Andrew Pearson, just going back to the next season, if the playoffs become unreachable, which players would you like to get more of a chance playing in the first team? Hopefully this this won't happen, but yeah, hopefully it won't. Obviously, but I guess if it does, and the uh, I'd like to see El Mazzuni get a bit of a run. I've always liked El Mazzuni when he's coming to the side. I I think he adds a bit of physicality to his game, which wasn't necessarily there. I think his technique is decent, so I'd very much like to see him in one of the central midfield positions. And I guess the big one would be, would be Tyree Simpson, wouldn't it? You know, if he's in the building, if he's in the squad, and they resolve the contract issue, then if, if there's nothing to lose, you you may as well play him for the last few games and and see exactly what it is he can do. 
David Hughes, Wolfenden is looking like a, a special player. Yeah. I think Joe Fares is lauding him as the best defender at the club at the moment. Would you, would you disagree with that? No, I'd agree with Joe. You know, as, as Joe said, it was mental to think that uh, Paul Cook was bidding him off and only kept him around because of a uh, an admin thing. You've got to have an a, a academy player in the squad, haven't you? So that's why he was kept around in the summer. And then he was playing Enciala ahead of him for the first half of the season. And, and Wolverton, since he's come back in, just looks superb. And the back three role really suits him. He's taken on a lot of responsibility in that central position of the three. And he's just purring through games at the minute. You know, he's reading the, the play really well, defending strongly. He can play. We, we all know about his ball playing abilities. And yeah, he's looking really, really good. He's, he's back to the form of a couple of years ago, isn't he? The one that he we had him looks, linked with. He just looks confident. He's playing with an arrogance again, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's 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 happy in himself. Obviously, not sure about the haircut. I don't know the the, the bleach blonde sort of Eminem look. Uh, but yeah, absolutely superb. He's been brilliant since McKenna came in, and uh, crazy to think that he wasn't getting much game time under the previous manager. Crazy indeed. But yeah, that's that's the era that we were living in. Neil Johnson would be more worried about Bolton than Pompey. Yeah, they won again tonight, didn't they? So they are they're on the way. Bolton are a strange side, aren't they? They started mm. the season pretty well, obviously battered us. Then they were on a horrific run. Then they beat us at the Reebok or whatever it's called these days. And since then they've gone on a good run again. So yeah, yeah, very strange team, Bolton. But yeah, they're they're back in it. And and like I said, this is how it's going to be. It's going to change so many times. There'll be sides one Saturday that are back in it and you think, oh, they could go on a bit of a run here and then results will happen across the week and sides will drop out of it again. And it's it's just going to be tight until the end of the season, I think. Indeed, and just just going back to David Hughes saying that Wolfen is looking like a special player. They discussed during the game um, Danassian potentially being player of the season. Just just wonder what your views are on that. Yeah, I, th- I think I guess if you had a, I would have said Edmondson up until probably the last month or so. He's made a couple of ricks, but I was really impressed with Edmondson. Burns, I guess, has been consistent throughout, but Danassian's been really good. I think no matter what he's asked to do, he came in at right back when Vincent Young was having a tough time, and he sort of got a few assists and added an attacking element to his game. And then since he slotted into the back three, he's been he's been absolutely superb. So I'd have no issues if Danassian were to were to go out and win it. And I can't really think of many others. Burns aside who really would sort of push him push him for it. You know, Bond would have won it hands down if he'd kept scoring. Mm-hmm. Walton's done really well, and I guess he'll be in there yeah, for maybe, a shout. Maybe, maybe Morsi as the, as the season goes on as well. Yeah, if, if Morsi keeps the, the the performances going like he is now, and if he can finally add a, 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 some goals to his game, he might be in there. But for overall consistency, I think, you know, every week, you know, with that back three, with Edmondson, Danassian and Wolfenden, you're looking at a minimum 7 out of 10 from them all, aren't you? And a couple of 8 out of 10s, because they've all, they've all got it working really, really well at the moment. Indeed, and just just to discuss players that we don't have anymore, can you imagine what K-Mac could have coached into Dezel and Downs? Yeah, that is frustrating, isn't it? When you think what he's done for uh, for some of the players here to have a, a a player of the you know the ability to pick a pass like Dezel had with McKenna's coaching would have been phenomenal, and, and if they could have sold the project to Downs, you know we were. We were getting championship players to drop down, so would it have been that difficult to keep him? I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, but he'd have been superb. When you imagine him alongside Moores, it'd be absolutely brilliant. Do you not see a little bit of Dizel in Tom Carroll? A little bit, but, you know, Carroll's 31, is he 32? You know, whereas Dizel's 
uh, what, 22, 23. So, you know, opposite ends of the, the career, so to speak. And I just, I just like homegrown players, you know, that I always naturally give them a, maybe a higher platitude than they, they perhaps are, are worth. But I just, I always liked Azel. You know, whenever he made a pass, I always knew it was probably the best ball available to him. And I think some of the teams he played in, you know, he, he was never surrounded by the quality of player that we've had this squad. And I would have liked to have seen what he could have done. Another question from Neil Johnson. If Evans is unfit Saturday, does Backinson come in? I would do that or El Mazzuni alongside him. Yeah, I would do that. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing? Richard's here. I thought I'd run up Woodbridge Road for you. Are you out of breath? <laughs> Not really. I'm a bit pissed off, if I'm honest. Frustrating I, I, evening? Yeah, I suspect. I, I was listening to you up the hill. Um, and you've been really good, Seb. You're after 10 o'clock, so you can say the word shithouser if you want, because that's exactly oh, what it was. Okay, I didn't know the rules. You've been turning the line very well. But I don't know what it was like for you guys. Just massively frustrating evening, wasn't it? And, um... I think it's always more frustrating when you're in the ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the second half, incredibly frustrating. The first half, it, it, it was different because it always felt like it was coming. Yeah. In the I, second I... half, it didn't feel like that. I, I, th- I think Seb said it earlier. In terms of the first half, I struggle to remember a more dominant nil-nil performance mm. that we've put mm. in in recent times. And we were camped in their half. They hardly had a touch of the ball in our half. The only time where there was a little bit of nervousness was when the ball went back to Walton and there was a little bit of crossed wires there. And we just need to take those chances. As you mentioned, that Burns chance was probably the, the pick of those ones. But second half... Yeah, I I think we was probably naive to assume that Cheltenham wouldn't come out and and try and impose themselves a little bit more. They're, they're a form team at the moment. Um, they don't lose too many matches, um, but you have to, as you guys said, take the positives. It's a clean sheet. I thought the referee was excellent tonight, by the way, as well. Yeah, as there's been I, a few comments on the referee. Yeah. As much as I bemoan this division, um, and I tweeted that as soon as I left. Um, you know, we we need to figure out how to play the, these these kind of teams. Um, the referee was spot on. You know, Seb said it. You know, six minutes was was well justified, as well as then adding on another two minutes after that. But mm. it just didn't work tonight. And as as I messaged you guys as well, the subs didn't really change things either, which is a shame. Um, and I just don't know. It wasn't a good night for Burns. It wasn't a great night for Chaplin. Um, but we weren't we weren't terrible, were we? And they were in good form. I guess we haven't mentioned that, have we? You know, Cheltenham were in good form going into this, so they are a tough side to beat. Was it one loss in nine? Was it or something crazy? And that was against Rotherham. They were in they were in really decent run of form, so they are a a, a decent side now at this level. They they certainly won't get relegated. You know, they're pretty comfortable in in the lower sort of third of the table. And 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 yeah, it's just a just a frustrating evening all round. But like I say, go to Morecambe, get a good performance and a good win there, and suddenly it's still a decent week, isn't it? Yeah. What's the results go? I know Sunderland's still going, isn't it? Um... But yeah, some of the other results they are, go they are away. losing. Yeah, it was at one point, it was really working out well. We've got Cambridge beat Plymouth 2 0. Oxford were drawing 0 0 against Crewe and then got a, got a winner and won it 1 0. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday didn't play and uh, Sunderland have equalised in the 93rd minute. Ross Stewart's yeah, just equalised. Neil Johnson has so. just put that in the comments. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. But it could be worse. And It could be, know. yeah. If, we, if we'd have won, I think at one point we'd have been two points off the playoffs, but this is how it's going to be. It's going to be up and down for yeah, and, and this from Charlie D's is is a is a problem, isn't it? And yeah, I didn't so, think yeah. it was a great night for Carol, Mikey. I know yeah. you, I know you like him, and I know you messaged us. I, 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 in an attacking sense, I totally get Carol, um, but in the second half, it just 
it, yeah, you needed someone a little bit more. You need two Morseys, don't you? Particularly this kind of reincarnated version of Morsey under McKenna, who's very happy to run with the ball. Um, you need you need someone who's got a little bit of fight and bite in the center, and Carroll certainly doesn't have that, and that he doesn't win the fifty fifty balls, for, and that's that's the trouble for me. And yeah, Evans, when he misses Evans those, is by no means perfect. But he's just no. better than he's better than what we have. He's, yeah, exactly right. And and, and you're totally spot on both of you talking about Luco as well. I, I'm a bit disappointed Luco didn't get some minutes this evening as well. Um, and I'm yeah, it's a worry about Piggott, isn't it, guys? Um, it's just at the moment it's not working, is it? You know, the poor guy can seem to do no right. That one we we spoke about it as I guess you were pulling up the hill, the one where Selena's running onto it and you expect it to be, you know, he's going to put it in the bottom corner and Piggott gets in the way and then loses the ball. It's just, it must be so frustrating for the poor guy because he's barely played and when he does, things just aren't going his way at the moment, are they? Summed up yeah. the season really that moment, didn't it? Yeah, but then equally, I wouldn't be surprised if he were to start against Morecambe, to be honest. So I guess we'll have to have to see how it goes. Well, that was David's, David's question there, wasn't it, Mikey, about who comes in? Um, yeah. yeah. Idris says Chris. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I like the fact. I mean, where's he gone though? He's not been on the bench, Seb. No, he hasn't. But we've got Backinson now, so I guess you're only going to have one central with, with the attacking options. You're only going to have one central midfielder on the bench, aren't you? So I guess at the moment, Backinson's ahead of, ahead of me in the queue. But yeah, when when the question was asked earlier, who who would you like to see in the last couple of couple of weeks if the playoffs are out of reach? I'd like to see Almazuni get a real run to see what he can do because I really like him. I agree with that. Can yeah. we just talk about the left left wing back situation? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we saw KVY tonight. Um, David Hughes doesn't doesn't rate Thompson, but Kirk thinks the Kirk was at the game. thinks he had a good first half, linked up well with Selena, but slipped early second half and seemed to lose confidence and fade. Where do you, where do you stand on Thompson? He hasn't really pulled up any trees, is he? But he's. I think he's getting right, better. Right. I mean, I, I, I yeah. wasn't impressed on his debut at Sheffield Wednesday. I think me and Rich watched it and we were discussing we might give him the Zeke Fryers Award for the worst left-back <laughs> debut performance in an Ipswich Town shirt. So I wasn't impressed in the first game, but I guess he hasn't played that recently. And I, I thought he was okay tonight. I think he's got better sort of each game. And I thought he was okay tonight. And I thought it was a bit of a bit of a surprising change, to be honest. I thought he took a knock, didn't he? I okay, thought he, I didn't, I I thought didn't he took that. a knock. I, cause there was he was a slow getting up. Or did he, he took when a throw-in, didn't he? Throwing, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he down. maybe took one, and and that's why he was changed. Because otherwise, you similar. I remember was debating about subbing Bailey Clements versus Rotherham. It seems a real waste of a sub to bring on a a, a wing back for a wing back. Um, I mean, Penny's presumably around still um, and is available. But if Thompson is injured, um, I've got no issues with KVY really. But um, I'd expect Thompson to start, and I agree with Seb. I think his form has got better and better. He's, he's certainly, he's not going to whip a cross in. He seems to be okay up to the kind of 18-yard box, but does it to get rid of the ball, which is a bit of a frustration. Yeah. Do unlike Danassian on the other side. he's got it in him. He needs to be a bit braver, doesn't he? I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, great shout. And be- before we go, gents, just just a, a quick change of pace in the um, viewers and listeners. Well, the viewers can get involved at least. Masters football is returning. Oh, no, it's um, a lot of people have been talking about it on on Twitter. I think Andy Warren or Stuart Watson did an article on it. Who would, if if you had, I'll ask the viewers to put forward one player that they'd build their modern day Ipswich Masters team around, and I'll put the same question to you too. Um, God, it's, you've got to have a box to box kind of midfielder, I think, because the the heartbeat of the team, don't you? With Matt Holland kept being suggested, and then he. 
he suggested that he's his legs are aren't up for it because he's quite a physical it's a, he said it's a young man's game kind of <laughs> wink wink kind of nudge nudge but i think you need to be a recently retired mm. i see andrews put in the chat um Majilton, but I, I I think probably we need someone a bit younger than that. I was thinking someone like Alan Quinn, dare I mention Alan Quinn, but do you know <laughs> what I mean? Mate, um, representing Ipswich. David Norris. I think you need kind of a ferret, yeah. kind of <laughs> ferreting around in midfield, doing all the legwork. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dyer's going to have lots of time on the... Uh, uh, yeah. Mm. For me, it's all about the goals. I'd have David Johnson back in the Nidbridge Town shirt <laughs> and just... He'll yeah. be representing Forrest, you know that. Goose <laughs> is a great shout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this kind of oh, descent, on. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? I mean, there's some. There's there was a great compilation. I think Joe Sport put it on. Of of uh, there's a Neil Thompson Thunder Thunder bastard from uh, Legends yes. Masters Football with his right foot, wasn't it? Was it? Or yeah, was, yeah. It Neil was. Thompson. Yeah, that was probably. 15 20 years ago wasn't it but yeah someone who can ping one to santos is in that category isn't it who'd, who'd ping a grant Ledbitter? i'm just picking no. mediocre mid mid <laughs> sort of tens midfielders for us now here I? we go Stop. here we go we've got a good one. Oh, oh there you go that's a oh, great Leguinsky, shout great yeah. shout yeah Leguinsky, great I'd, shout. I'd like that yeah. tommy yeah. miller yeah tommy great miller, shots. yeah there's a great shout yeah. too yeah, yeah, you need you need players that can just make the ball ball do the working as well because you're going to be yeah. playing against people with different different fitness levels. Is is a blast from the past, Jimmy Wan? Jimmy Wan, we posted him. Oh, two people oh, said the same shout. thing at the same Even time. Campo. Yeah, that's a Elliot. great shout. Yeah. Yeah. The cigar, yeah. So yeah. I I imagine he'd be a fantastic small sided footballer. It's Incidentally, I I've purpose, I've heard yeah. that Yari Lipmanen was the greatest five a side player. Ever to play for Liverpool? Um, right. Just unbelievable in training, even when he was in his in his late thirties. Is he a fellow countryman of you of yours? Oh like yeah, there's probably know. a reason I brought up Yari Lipman in. Yeah, I mean he's class yeah. anyway. Doug, there you go. Yeah, I bet Douglas. you Douglas is decent at five side. Yeah, side. it's probably true. I guarantee yeah. you, the players that we probably slated at Portman Road for not being who we wanted them to be, I bet you you put them in this situation, it's a totally different story. Maybe maybe we, we could have Scuggles one last time. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Cheers for joining us there, Rich, fresh fresh from the game. Who was your man of the match? Oh, wow. The referee, I think. The referee. Yeah, I think Wolfenden, I think, was, yeah, was decent. Morsey was decent. Um, I wouldn't pick any of the front three. They showed flashes, but not enough so yeah Wolfen and Morsey for me how about you guys I think Morsey I think you know he, uh, he he played well he was getting forward in the first half had that chance in the, the first half where he probably should have scored and he sort of went down but but for me yeah Morsey just seeing Elliot um, mentioned Tony Dinning. I think we're maybe scraping the barrel a little bit now. And I love how you left Douglas on there as long as you could Mikey as well <laughs> Paul's suggestion that Douglas stayed on there for about two minutes <laughs> Have you got? We've talked about the shows. Um, just I, I, you yeah. did do a good plug, by the way. Um, so sorry for coming in. Uh, this is um, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the um, ITFC women special that you talked about. Um, there is a lot of stuff happening that is out of my hands, being negotiated by people behind the scenes at ITFC Women. Um, I'm really excited with what's happening there. So um, that could be a really good one to look out for on Thursday morning. I might do a little teaser kind of clip like we do. 
um, to kind of talk about the situation there, but we are speaking to at least one player. I'll, I'll say that. I think we mentioned one of them on the flagship, um, but there is yeah plenty going on there. So excited about that one. So, um, And as Seb mentioned as well, do get your tickets in advance. If you're thinking about that one, um, definitely worth getting onto ITFC's ticket website, which is uh, it, the tickets are available through that. So just use, thought I'd use that this time as an excuse, Mikey, to plug that. The tickets are like five or something like that. Um, yeah. If you're a true you can get them in a, uh, as well. For I think the club will send them to you and stuff like that. So do get your tickets in advance. They're hoping to get a four-digit four gate. Um, so do get behind them um, at the kind of 12th man advantage. We've spoken to players like Lucy O'Brien, um, who said it makes all the difference. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for Sunday for them. But um, look out for that show on Thursday morning. And then, yeah, Seb and... Um, Ben on Friday for Morecambe. Excellent. With the Let's final a... sliding doors of all time, I assume. Did I have I lost? Yeah, you're, well, you've got a day to go. I'm assuming you'll start doing some desperate retweets or oh, please vote for me to vote for yourself. But you are you are not winning as it stands at the moment. Just so everyone knows, I take I take these votes personally, and every every time I lose, a bit of my soul dies. So if you feel if you have sympathy for me, please vote. I mean, all vote for Gav just so Seb doesn't win. Do you know what I mean? Just. <laughs> Seems like a good place to finish. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, everyone, for for joining in, make it, making the show what it is. Cheers, um, Seb, and cheers, Rich, for for joining. Any any last words from either of you? I'll leave it to you, uh, Rich. Go on, you can do the sign off. Well, I, I I just put I'll throw this comment. There you go, Chris Horn. Um, group therapy. I think that's yeah. Unfortunately, but there we'll are still to matches that, to be we? played. <laughs> There's still matches to be played. Let's you know. Let's keep our heads up. Absolutely. Thank very much, everyone, for joining. And yeah, see you next time. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.